0: My name is Lisa Hedger, and I'm your host. This is the podcast where we offer unique opinions on beloved books. Today's episode is a Book Bits episode. These are generally a little bit shorter, and I talk about a lot of different topics in these episodes. So today I've got some upbeat news on banned books, which is probably a huge surprise because it seems that so much of what we discuss about banned books is is frustrating, but, but I've got some, some, some decent news about that and I'm also going to talk about rereading books and finally I'm going to share two books I've read this year that just don't get enough attention at all kind of in as that everyone hated it but me books. So my homework for you for this episode is I'm going to ask you to consider following me on Apple, iTunes, or anywhere you listen to the podcast And I'd also like it if you'd consider giving me a five-star rating and tell your friends and relatives about my show. Now, on to the show. All right, so the first topic that we're going to talk about today is banned books. This is a topic we've just discussed before on the show, and unfortunately, it's not going away, and this is going to be a topic we're going to be discussing a lot. So I'm going to include a number of links in the show notes that you can use for reference uh, as I I discuss this information, but here is, we're going to talk about the bad news first. So, Here's the bad news. Just recently, the American Library Association, this is earlier this spring, sent out a, a release and they said there have actually been more challenges to books in 2021 Then, since they started tracking book banning in 2000. So the American Library Association stated that in 2021, there were 729 challenges to library school, university materials. It was a huge jump from 156 challenges in 2020 and 377 challenges in 2019. I want you guys to realize that many of these challenges that 729. Okay, there's actually the number is even higher when we think of individual books challenge in those places. So that actually title that actually jumps you guys to almost 1,600 books. Individual books challenge in 2021 was 1,597. Again, this is according to the American Library. Association. So, in, in their press release, they basically stated the Library Associ- American Library Association president, Patricia Wong, said, We support individual parents' choices concerning their child's reading and believe that parents should not have those choices dictated by others. Young people need to have access to a variety of books from which they can learn about different perspectives. So according to the American Library Association one of the the top most challenged books is Gender Queer by Maya I believe it's Kababe it's K O B A B E and this was originally published in 2019 The American Library Association I have not read this book you guys they describe it as a memoir done in comic form and recounting her path to gender identity as non-binary and queer, and it has been banned, challenged, and restricted at many locations. So so this is kind of setting the stage. You know, it feels like if you're watching the news and and learning, you're thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute, we've been, you know, they've been banning books forever. I was looking at a, a book riot story that says, yes, we've been banning books since the Puritan times. It has happened forever, but it kind of feels like it it has increased and gotten a little worse. And it feels that way because unfortunately, it, it is true. It has gotten a lot worse in the last year. So here we're going to talk about The good news, and I want to tell you guys, those of you who are listeners, please to to stay tuned this year. This is going to be a topic I'm going to continue to follow. I am in communication with some authors whose books have been banned, and I would really like to talk to them and hope to get them on the show to talk about what that's like because that has to be super stressful and distressing and all sorts of adjectives, I, I think. So here is we're going to finally get to the good news, okay? So so some slightly good news I think and I'm hoping that this is going to continue to gain traction this year is we're seeing libraries, wonderful wonderful libraries responding and making these banned books available to as many people as possible. Again, I will include links to this in the show notes so if if you want to access these programs you will be able to. So Brooklyn Public Library just made this announcement within the last this is this spring of 2022 they just announced that they've launched the Books Unbanned Initiative. So that allows anyone across the country between the ages of 13 and 21 to get a free e-card. So you could live in you know, on the West Coast, you can live in the South, wherever you live, ages of 13 to 21, you will have access. You can get a free e-card and you would have access to their 350,000 ebooks 200,000 audiobooks. So they're making a selection of frequently challenged books available with no wait time. For anyone who's a public library card holder, again... Anyone the age of 13 and 21 can get a free e card. So they're trying, they're promoting several books, such as The Black Flamingo by Dean Atta, A T T A, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Okay. And and there's other books as well. And you're able to check out these books on iPhone, computer, tablet, e reader, however you like to read your books. Again, this is. This is available in, you know, e-form, electronic form. So that is through the Brooklyn Public Library. and I will include links to that so you can pass this on. You can sign up for, for this as well. Now... As I said, I think we're going to see more libraries do this. We also have seen, again, this is within really just the last week or two, the New York Public Library has launched a similar effort to make some banned books available. Again, this is for everyone for free. Their, their initiative is called Books for All. allows any reader age 13 and older, so this one is any reader 13 or older, to access commonly banned books through the library's app, this is until the end of May so this one does have a time limit I don't know if this will change or not right now there are no wait times to get these books and no fines the library has said typically you know the these books again are only available if to New Yorkers but but they're allowing this for any reader age 13 and older and again I As I said, I will include links and things like that. Here is a a quote from Tony Marks, president of the New York Public Library. Tony says, "...the recent instances of both attempted and successful book banning, primarily on titles that explore race, LGBTQ issues, religion, and history, are extremely disturbing and amount to an all-out attack on the very foundation of our democracy." And Tony Marks goes on to say, knowledge is power, ignorance is dangerous, breeding hate and division. Since their inception, public libraries have worked to combat these forces simply by making all perspectives and ideas accessible to all. Like I said, we're just touching the surface on this topic. It's such an important topic. I am hopeful that other libraries, other entities are going to continue to make these books available. I'm hopeful that all of you who are listeners, as you learn about another library or another organization that is promoting these types of books and making sure that they're still accessible, please let me know. My website is www.everyoneloveditbutme.com. You can send me a message there. All my, le- all my social media links are available on the website as well. So if you hear uh, of one of your libraries, if you hear of an organization making these books available, trying to promote, ensure that all readers can get access, please reach out to me because I would love to highlight them on the podcast. All right. Now we're going to talk about rereading books. Okay. So now I want to talk just a little bit about rereading books. So this... Kind of got my attention when I saw a meme recently that basically kind of said, you know, the the point was you should always reread books and and how wonderful it is. And I shared this meme on the Everyone Loved It But Me Facebook page. So if you're not following there, please do so. Lots and lots of book discussion. Also lots of book discussion on my Instagram page. page as well. But what I thought was interesting was it, again it did, it did this meme did kind of trigger a lot of conversation from people saying, "Yes, I reread. No, I don't." Everyone has different opinions on it. Here's where I stand, guys. So, for the most part, I don't reread. I have not reread a lot of books, but I will tell you, since I've launched the podcast and I was, you know, preparing to launch it in the past, Nine months. As a result, anytime we're doing a deep dive on a book, I, if it's been a couple weeks since I've read it, that my general rule is maybe more than a month, I reread the book. In the past year, I have reread a lot more books. You know, I reread Where the Crowd Crawdads Sing. Addie LaRue, Room, Gentleman in Moscow, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, and a book that we're going to be discussing, I'll be releasing next week, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So I will tell you, each time I reread, I find that I just do have a slightly different perspective of the book and I learn a lot more from it. Now, that doesn't mean you need to like reread every book, but I find it interesting because I am a bit of a a mean host, if you will. So when I'm talking with guests and we're talking about a book and I feel horrible because, you know, people are going to come on to talk about a book they didn't love. But yes, I do ask that they kind of refresh themselves on that book. So many of them, if they haven't read it very recently or kind of doing a full reread or a really in-depth refresh to make sure that they can talk about it and when they come on the show and we do the recording they're also surprised that they have slightly different reactions to it they they just look at the book a little a little differently so so for me doing this rereading I often find that there's certain things I'd completely forgotten about the book a little bit of book amnesia I guess. You know, so the reread me, you know, freshens me up a bit. And I find sometimes maybe if I was a little annoyed before, maybe I'm not as annoyed. My reactions can be a little bit different. There are still some books like I said, you know, with Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. That was a book that that I loved the first time and i still loved it the second time. you know, i think a gentleman in moscow i was somewhere around a 3 star both time. so both times so that it didn't really change that much. now what i typically will say is for me when i talk about rereading books, when i'm not doing it for the podcast, i'm just doing it uh, for fun. i love nothing more than rereading books that I loved. And especially books that I loved as a kid. You know, those fudge books by Judy Bloom, when I reread them to my kids, those are such a joy. And they always make me laugh. And You know, I still enjoy rereading Harry Potter. I don't know why. I always want to reread those books around Christmas time. And there's some books that I read, again, as a kid, the Love Comes Softly series or When Calls the Heart that are kind of those historical romantic fiction. Those are not necessarily books that I find myself reading now. I don't Necessarily gravitate toward those books, but I love them as a kid, and I know that if I just want that good old comfort food, like eating some mashed potatoes, I can pick up a Jeanette Oak or or one of those books. So it's something to think about, if and especially maybe I think a rereading a favorite book if you are in a bit of a rut and you you find you're reading a bunch of books that you haven't enjoyed, I I would say, hey, just think about, you know, maybe going back to one of your favorite books or going back to to a book that you somewhat enjoyed and you're going to look at it just a little bit differently because we all look at books differently. different times of our life so that's that's kind of that's just what I wanted to say a little bit about rereading if you've reread a book and you had different opinions on it please like reach out to me I'd love to hear about it okay so in true form of the podcast one thing I always like to do is, is talk about those books that just don't get as much attention we always and everyone loved it but me when we highlight a book, we're highlighting a book that's super popular, and we're talking with someone who had a, a unique perspective, and then uh, we like to kind of highlight those what to read instead, or that what I call everyone hated it, but me, books that just aren't getting as much attention. So I'm going to talk about two that I've read this year that I don't think got as, as much attention and that I think you should consider putting on your TBR, your to-be-read list, And these books fit in really well for this particular episode today because we were talking banned books. And both of these, we know that a lot of books dealing with racial topics have been banned, which I just mentioned earlier. And and both of these books do have to do with, with race. So the first one is Someone Knows My Name by Lawrence Hill. So this is historic fiction. This is one of the first books that I've ever read on slavery that starts in Africa. So most of the books that I have personally read on slavery start in the South. So this book takes you into the life of, you know, Amarada, hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, who was in Africa. It shows her living her life and, and having a pretty lovely life and what it's like being ripped apart from family and on the boat to the United States. So so this is a difficult book to read. This, this is not, you know, one of those, I just mentioned those comfort food books. No, th- this is a, a challenging book. I, I think it's an important book. I will tell you, and it does say this on the, the back cover you know she will eventually become free and so there is that kind of light at the end of the tunnel but it, it I think is a real important book and one to check out one it's a great just an amazing discussion book one of my book clubs read this book and it was just an excellent discussion book so that someone knows my name By Lawrence Hill. I will include it in the show notes. The second book, this was another book one of my book clubs read. This is actually nonfiction. So this is Beyond the River The Untold Story of the Heroes of the Underground Railroad. This is by Anne Hagedorn. Not enough people are reading this book at all. And it's, again, it's another powerful story. It's it's very different than the first one. So this one really is kind of described, you know, the untold story of the heroes of the Underground Railroad. Again, it's a true story. So it it takes you into the life of Ripley, Ohio. So Ripley is one of the southernmost parts of Ohio. It's about probably a few hours from where I am. I'm in central Ohio. In this southern part, you can see northern Kentucky. And so it highlights an abolitionist, John Rankin, who placed a lantern each night at his house to to guide fugitive slaves to freedom. It highlights just thousands of people who, who were saved. I would describe this book. It's very, very detailed. So there is a lot of it has kind of the writing stuff a little more academic if you will so there's a lot of details so sometimes as you're reading it it's like whoa there's a lot to keep track of but it's but it's again it's important information it's so interesting so unique you know triggered a lot of conversation it's a really good one for for a book club and it's Beyond the River, The Untold Story of the Heroes of the Underground Railroad by Anne Hagedorn. So so maybe check that one out. I really appreciate you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, it was kind of a, a mix of what I think were some some fun and really essential topics. So if you do have that, everyone loved it but me book you like to recommend, please reach out to me on my website www.everyoneloveditbutme.com and of course like I said my homework assignment please follow me on you know social media tell your friends and neighbors about my podcast that really helps because it's just a one-woman show here in central Ohio thank you so much for listening I hope you have a lovely day and most importantly I hope you get time to read.